In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome to morning celebration of Mass. Today is the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. And as we begin our Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. At Mass today we hear words of warning that Jesus himself gives about the kind of holiness that's just external, something that's just surface, something that's just done for appearances. And of course he speaks of the kind of holiness that's in the heart of each of us and of course that uh, challenges us and makes us change our behaviour. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendor of the Father, Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of good will glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of good will we praise you we bless you we adore you we glorify you we give you thanks for your great glory Lord God Heavenly King, O God Almighty Father, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. Glory to God in the Let us pray. 
God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care, keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, Now, Israel, take notice of the laws and customs that I teach you today, and observe them, that you may have life and may enter and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. You must add nothing to what I command you, and take nothing from it. But keep the commandments of the Lord your God, just as I lay them down for you. Keep them, observe them, and they will demonstrate to the peoples your wisdom and understanding. When they come to know of all these laws, they will exclaim, No other people is as wise and prudent as this great nation. And indeed, what great nation is there that has its gods so near as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call to him. And what great nation is there that has laws and customs to match this whole law that I put before you today? The word of the Lord. Let us live in your presence, O Lord. Let us live in your presence, O Lord. Lord, who shall dwell on your holy mountain, those who walk without fault, those who act with justice and speak the truth from their hearts. Let us live in your presence, O Lord, those who do no wrong to their kindred, who cast no slur on their neighbors, who hold the godless in disdain, but honor those who fear the Lord. Let us live in your presence, O Lord. Those who keep their word, come what may, who take no interest on our loan, and accept no bribes against the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. Let us live in your presence, O reading from the letter of Saint James. It is all that is good, everything that is perfect, which is given us from above. It comes down from the Father of all light. With him there is no such thing as alteration, no shadow of a change. 
By his own choice, he made us his children by the message of the truth, so that we should be a sort of first fruits of all that he had created. Accept and submit to the word which has been planted in you and can save your souls. But you must do what the word tells you and not just listen to it and deceive yourselves. Pure, unspoilt religion in the eyes of God our Father is this, coming to the help of orphans and widows when they need it and keeping oneself uncontaminated by the world. The word of the Lord. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered round Jesus and they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with unclean hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and the Jews in general follow the tradition of the elders and never eat without washing their arms as far as the elbow, and on returning from the marketplace, they never eat without first sprinkling themselves. There are also many other observances which have been handed down to them concerning washing of cups and pots and bronze dishes. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not respect the tradition of the elders, but eat their food with unclean hands? He answered, It was of you hypocrites that Isaiah so rightly prophesied in the passage of the scriptures. This people honours me only with lip service, while their hearts are far from me. The worship worship they offer is worthless. The doctrines they teach are only human regulations. You put aside the commandment of God to cling to human traditions. He called the people to him again and said, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that goes into someone from outside can make them unclean. It's the things that come out of a man that make him unclean. For it's from within, from men and women's hearts, that evil intentions emerge. Fornication, theft, and murder, and adultery, and avarice, and malice, and deceit, and indecency, and envy, and slander, and pride, and folly. All these evil things come from within and make someone unclean. The Gospel of the Lord. I probably don't have to tell you this, but two football teams clash in the city today. Two football teams, Celtic and Rangers, lock horns with one another. 
and from two different parts of the city. Two different groups of supporters will sing different songs. And I suppose they will also pray to the same God for a win or for a victory. Some, at the end of the day, will be happy and pleased, and some will think that their prayers have not been answered. God is stuck in the middle, and God can't win. A similar situation happens in the readings of today's Mass. There are Jesus' followers who come from Jerusalem, and there are others, religious authorities, living in Jerusalem. Two different teams, if you like, who, as it turns out, lock horns too. Two different groups who light campfires and look warily at one another. Two different groups who pray to the same God but come up with different answers. On a previous occasion, those in Jerusalem wonder why these Galileans don't fast like they're supposed to. And again, on another occasion, those in Jerusalem wonder why the Galileans themselves don't keep the Sabbath as they're supposed to do. And now what we hear is that they wonder, these people in Jerusalem, why the Galileans themselves are not washing their hands as laid down by the law. And these people in Jerusalem are entitled to think just exactly that because there are laws regarding the Sabbath and fasting and purification by water uh, uh, of these people. What we know then is that violence will break out in these two groups of people. The group in Jerusalem will be driven from the temple and of course violence will occur again when this Galilean leader is taken and killed by the group at Jerusalem. The same Galilean leader, of course, is Jesus himself. And he will wonder out aloud why people themselves very often cherry-pick the rules and the laws themselves that are in the Bible. Very often, in quoting these different rules, it's very often, he says, as if they missed the point. It's easy, he says, to deal with the outside of the cup and not to deal with what is within it. It's easy to think about things that are outside us and not to think about things that are within us that make us unclean. It's easy to keep the rules and actually miss the point. What Jesus himself is referring to here is something that we all know about. There are people who very often cherry-pick things in the Bible and use the texts themselves in the wrong way and come out with the wrong conclusions. Very often these same people can quote to you chapter and verse with regard to what is in the Bible and actually in a certain sense know nothing about what is in the Bible. I'm reminded of a German professor that we used to have in our university in Rome when I was studying there. Uh, all of the lectures themselves were in Italian. But in the hard sections, which were difficult to explain, he very often laps into English to explain these things to us. And his English wasn't as good as he thought, he wa- thought it was. And the English college students, uh, who were kind of neighbours of us, if you like, 
very often sniggered at his poor grammar. And he was kind of aware of that. And on one occasion, he kind of got angry at them and he said, you think I know damn nothing, but I know damn all. (laughs) It's possible, isn't it, to think that you know damn everything and actually know damn all. The Bible itself can be a dangerous book, if you like, in the wrong hands. People can use it to make it say what they want it to say. People can very often quote uh, out of context, and very often they can lead you into blind alleys with what they say there. And Jesus himself, in his own time, and in the time of the New Testament, is exactly referring to that. The Bible itself and the New Testament too, within it, has to be read carefully and it has to be read wisely and it has to be dealt with prudently. This is exactly what Jesus himself today is pointing out in that very reading of today's Mass. The rituals, washing of face and hands and cups and plates, really has nothing to do with all of that, but really has a much more profound meaning about a type of purification which is of the heart itself. It's not to do with something about wiping something or swiping something, but it's rather to do with a purification which is much deeper than that. The danger very often in reading the different passages that we do from the New Testament or the Old Testament is that you can see them in isolation and perhaps not understand them or maybe quote them back to other people literally. The story of the lost sheep is not the story of somebody of a lost sheep. We know that. The story of the prodigal son is really not a story of a wayward son. When Jesus very often speaks of uh, plucking your eye out if if it offends or if it commits a sin, then he's clearly not talking in those terms. When he speaks about not calling anyone on earth your father or your teacher or your rabbi, he obviously doesn't mean this. There is something much more that he has to tell us. There are people who know or think they know damn everything, but they know damn all. We know that Jesus himself very often uses all the arts and the skills of the teacher and of the speaker, metaphor and simile and examples, things that challenge, things that provoke, things that draw attention, things that push you and that challenge you to see something else in his words. At the end of the day, texts can be cherry-picked. Texts can be quoted in isolation. Texts can be easily misunderstood without seeing the thing that is in the whole. In the wrong hands, every holy book itself can be dealt with in the same way and can be a powerful tool in the hands of the people who would misuse it. The Bible itself can be the same. People can be demonised from what they see in the words of the Bible wrongly. Battle lines can be drawn in the sand wrongly as well. Don't let the Bible be like that for you today or any day. And don't let faith itself, in a certain sense, be taken captive by those that might wish to take it captive and make it say what it's not meant to say. 
Today a game of football takes place and of course it would be very easy to uh, fall into a certain way of thinking about it. It's very easy to make it say something more than what it actually means. At the end of the day, it remains only a football game and it should be always a football game. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all the ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Mindful then of the grace that God gives us, and that he leads and teaches us, we now once again make our prayers to him. For Pope Francis in these difficult times, that he may strengthen his brothers and sisters and feed the sheep as he has been commanded to do. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who have been harmed by people in the church, for an acceptance of this time of purification. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the people in the state of Kerala recovering from the flooding, for the ability to rebuild their lives and to feed and clothe their families. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For parents who are preparing to guide and teach their children to receive the sacraments, that their homes may be places of prayer and faith. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those in prison at this time, that they may not lose hope, but find a new purpose and a desire to change their life. Lord, hear us. For those in hospital who have asked for our prayers. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, especially John Boswell and Richard Jackson, and all who have died. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Almighty God, we ask you to be mindful of all those who wish to keep the word and who wish to keep your ways. Teach us and guide us once again, and weaken in our hearts a strong desire to live by the new commandment, to love one another as you have loved us. We ask this through Christ our Lord.
please join in hymn number 133, A New Commandment. Sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May this offering, O Lord, confer on us always the blessings of salvation, that what it celebrates in mystery it may accomplish in its power. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just to give you thanks and to raise to you a hymn of glory and praise, O Lord, Father of infinite goodness. For by your word of the son, your Son's gospel, you have brought together one church from every people, tongue, and nation. And having filled her with life by the power of your Spirit, you never cease through her to gather the whole human race into one. Manifest in the covenant of your love, she dispenses without ceasing the blessed hope of your kingdom and shines forth bright as a sign of your faithfulness, which in Christ Jesus our Lord you promised would last for all eternity. And so with all the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly in earth, while with, one, with all the church, with one voice we acclaim. Holy, holy. 
and to be glorified, O God, who love the human race and who always walk with your Son in the journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son, present in our midst, when we are gathered by his love. And when, as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father, most merciful, we ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And on the day before he was to suffer, on the very night of the Last Supper, he took bread, said the blessing, and broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, gave you thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Saviour, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross, to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand. We proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you the bread of life, the chalice of blessing. Look with favour on this offering of your church, in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us. And grant that by the power of the spirit of your love, we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the very members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. Lord, renew the church by the light of the gospel, strengthen the bonds of unity between the faithful and the pastors of your people, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, the whole order of bishops, that in a world torn by strife, your people may shine forth as a prophetic sign of unity and concord. Remember all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face and in the resurrection give them the fullness of life. And grant also to us when our earthly pilgrimage is done that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever. There in a communion with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph her spouse, the Apostles and Martyrs, St. Bride, St. Andrew and St. Margaret, St. Ninian and St. Columba, and with all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
All glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into heaven, but only my
Please join in hymn number 557, As Gentle as Silence. Let us pray. Renewed by this bread from the heavenly table, we beseech you, Lord, that being the food of charity, it may confirm our hearts and stir us to serve you in our neighbour. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just before you leave, just to say a wee word of thanks to you for the great response to the Carolee's appeal last Sunday, over £4,000 was raised for that. So uh, many, many thanks to everybody for their generosity. Uh, after Mass today, also there's a, a chance uh, uh, the Carolee's community have prepared curries uh, for us. Uh, you can take uh, away with you end of Mass, just a donation uh, there. There's no price attached to that. So this is a great parish you belong to. We even give you your Sunday lunch. Uh, so please feel free to, to go and visit and, and, and support that venture as well. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 165, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord.
of the 